Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner, specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, sensitivities, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 31, where we will talk with Amy Soul, a counselor and MAP method practitioner from Texas. We discuss frequently asked questions about the MAP method, the advanced neural retraining technique, learn how it works, why it is safe, and applications for emotional, mental, and physical health. Listen until the end to learn how you can contact Amy for more information. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, We do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk to Amy. Welcome, Amy. I'm so happy to have you on the show. So Amy and I trained around the same time in the MAP method, which is an advanced method of neural retraining, and I am just so pleased to have her join me on the show today to talk more about the MAP method and to see if we can sort of decode some of those frequently asked questions. So welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you, Madeline. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. So Amy, maybe you can start us out by telling us how you discovered this little known method called the MAP method. Well, I was a counselor and over the years in search of helpful techniques for my clients to help them truly shift Um, I had added in energy work like Reiki to my practice, and I had done shamanic training and was using shamanic techniques in my practice and um, was really loving going in that direction and feeling like those added techniques were really helping my clients make more of a shift. When my husband and I started a family, I left um, to become an at-home homeschooling mom uh, for some years, and um, As my kids have gotten older uh, and more independent with their studies, I'm having more time. And um, I thought, well, can I go back to work yet? Well, my youngest was seven. And I thought, well, you know, maybe in three or four years I can go back. So I was kind of in that mindset and kind of thinking, um, what do I want my practice to look like? And feeling really joyful and excited about it. But it still seemed kind of on the horizon. I One day I... um, I had to go on Facebook. I hadn't been on it for years. My oldest child wanted to join a Dungeons and Dragons group and that was the only way you could communicate with them. So I I got on there and I immediately saw an ad scroll by that um, had a woman on it um, who later I found out was Colette Stryker, the founder of MAP. Um, It had a little video with this woman and I felt such an amazing shock of recognition. It was just a very unique and um, just surprising experience. I felt like everything in me was saying, I know you. Oh, it was like, oh, it's you. I was waiting for you. There you are. It just was such, um, I told my husband later, it was like, 
getting hit by a bolt of lightning. And I just felt kind of the, it was like the earth move under me. It, it just felt like, oh, I guess I'm going back to work now. This is what I'm doing. And it just, everything just seems so clear. And so I called Colette that day to, um, or I booked my session that day and talked to Colette to find out more the next day. And um, she offered me a place in the class. And here I am. I'm getting to offer this really unique, innovative, helpful, effective technique. Yeah. So, Amy, that's really an interesting story. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what a map, what the map method is and what it does. I mean, what the effects are and how you related to it as a counselor. Well, first, MAP stands for Make Anything Possible. It's a healing modality that it uses new understandings that we've gained from the field of neuropsychology. And it combines that with the superconscious's ability to, to scan the mind and to actually, actually physically change disempowering memory pathways in the brain. It's really exciting that it does um, this in the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And I think we all know that, that estimate that 95% um, of what drives our behavior and our experience of life is located in the subconscious mind. So 95% of those memories that, that determine how we experience life are in the subconscious. Working with the superconscious mind in MAP, we can reach those memories um, to actually rewire them to more empowering pathways. And it's the person's superconscious mind that is healing itself, um, which I, I think is really beautiful. So superconscious can see and treat those memories, and our superconscious knows exactly what to address in exactly what order to completely treat and transcend a given issue. So it's very powerful. So you used a couple of terms there, the superconscious. Maybe we can just explain what superconscious means in the MAP method world, and then the word treat. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Superconscious mind. We have our, let's see, we have our conscious mind, and that's, you know, what we're aware of. That's kind of the experience we have of our own minds. And then we have our subconscious, where most of our memories are located, as we just discussed. Um, and that, that is not in our conscious awareness. Um, and then we have our superconscious mind, which is ab above. It's just like what the word sounds like. It is uh, above both of those aspects of the mind, and it can see memories in both of those aspects. But it can see uh, our memories, and it doesn't, while it can see them, it doesn't experience the ouch of them. The, it, you know, so it can see the memory where we hit our thumb with a hammer, but it, it doesn't feel the ouch of it. So it's not traumatized by our memories. So it's the subjective observer that can actually scan the memories and um, find the optimal ones to treat and treat them. And what do we mean by treat? Maybe you can just talk about that. When the superconscious treats a memory, it is actually, um, it finds the appropriate, appropriate one to treat, and it creates the circumstances in the brain for the neurons to slightly 
separate. The neurons that are, are wired together, they slightly separate, and that gives an opportunity for the superconscious then to remove the pain of the memory and replace that with new neurons that then create a new pathway that um, can be wired with um, feelings of peace or feelings of harmony or whatever it is that the, the superconscious determines is ideal. Yeah, I, I love that description. I think the way I think about it is that we are using that window of reconsolidation, you know, that Kareem Nader discovered at McGill University in 2000 and wrote a paper on that was quite exciting, but had overturned 100 years of neuroscience where we thought that long-standing memories could not be changed. And he found that there was a window, what we call the window of reconsolidation. There was this opportunity. Every time a memory is recalled, there's an opportunity that for a short period of time to, to change the memory, to modify the memory. And that is what we ask the superconscious to do. When we say treat the memory, we mean remove the emotional pain of this memory and re-save it with neutral to positive emotions as appropriate for that memory. Obviously, not every memory is going to have a positive, cannot have a positive cast to it, but even a neutral, even a, a, a sense of um, peace or, as you said, harmony or neutrality is often a way that we can alter the memory that provides for healing, not just emotional healing, not just mental healing, but also physical healing. What we believe in the MAP method is that memories run the body. So that, when we learned that in the MAP method, that made a lot of sense to me, right? Because I had already read um, Bruce Lipton's The Biology of Belief. I had already read Candace Peart's Molecules of Emotion and other books that talked about how we as multicellular organisms, right? At one time when we were all single-celled organisms, not we, not humans, but when there are only single-celled <laughs> organisms, um, every cell had the ability to sense the environment and to know and uh, where there was a good situation and where there was danger. If you watch a single-celled um, organism under the microscope, they will move away from bad things in the environment and move towards good things in the environment like food. But as you become multicellular, and we are vastly multicellular, we have something like 50 trillion cells, each human being, the function of the cells changes. And so we have these very specialized cells in various organs or endocrine glands or bone or skin or whatever, various tissues, various organs that have very different functions. And the function of sensing whether we are safe or not safe or appropriately being able to respond to our environment has been delegated to the brain. So all the other functioning systems in your body, all those other cells are waiting for signals from the brain to tell them, you know, we're safe today. We're, you know, we're in a, we're in a safe situation and go ahead and, you know, carry on normal function. When we're, when the brain detects that we're not safe for whatever reason, and this includes the assessment by the psyche, right? Then, um, then the systems of the body function quite differently. 
And this is analogous, you know, this is what we call the fight or flight or freeze or sympathetic mode of the autonomic nervous system. So the body acts differently when we perceive danger. And part of this perception of danger, I think, is um, influenced by subconscious stressors that can be running in the background, in our unconscious mind. These can be unresolved traumas from the past. It could be negative thoughts or emotions. It could be negative beliefs. And that's pretty much what, you know, the biology of belief is about. You know, he says your beliefs determine how your brain signals to your cells about how they should function. And if you're in some kind of danger, you may not be in any recognizable danger to your conscious mind. But if your unconscious mind is perceiving that you're in some kind of danger, then your cells may go into hibernation. You know, your cells may pause in their, in any kind of restorative function, any kind of healing function. And that is going to affect your health, right? If you stay in that state for over a long period of time, that is going to degrade your health. So this all made a lot of sense to me when we started to study these concepts in the MAP method. Yes, uh, that's such a beautiful beautiful description of that. I love your knowledge base on um, the mind-body connection. Yes, I, I, I love that description. Amy, tell us more about, so you discovered MAP, it like practically hit you like a lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you took the training. How do you incorporate this into your practice? Are you practicing solely with the MAP method? Are you using your counselor skills as well? I mean, how how have you incorporated this, and and what kinds of um, what kind of clients do you see? What kinds of issues do you specialize in? Well, I do almost exclusively map um, with my clients. It is I hear this from other practitioners too. You start out with multiple modalities, and you you find you start to question why would I ever not use map? It's it's so effective. Um, so I love, there's something about the MAP um, system that I love, um, which is there's a section in our protocol that we follow. There's a section for other methods. So in that, I have a lot of specific um, counseling and shamanic techniques. And of course, those do come into play during my normal, you know, throughout the session as well. They, they do help support the session and support the client's process. Um, but it's nice to be able to have a section that Superconscious can tell me to go to um, if it's appropriate for the client. So I have things from counseling world or um, let's see, the shamanic world. I have um, one that comes up really frequently is ancestral lines clearing. Um, sometimes it's beneficial to clear an issue that the Superconscious is working with. Um, sometimes it's beneficial to clear it in the family lines uh, for the mother and or the father. Um, that can be powerful. Uh, I do um, shadow work and past life clearing. Um, sometimes uh, one thing the superconscious can pick from on my list is um, just straight intuitive reading, which is sometimes, I, I've only had it come up, I think, twice in hundreds of sessions. It's been helpful for um, if the client has a part that really wants to communicate something directly with them consciously or sometimes um, working with the client's guides. They may have, have some guidance to offer, so I um, offer that if, if Superconscious directs me there. 
but yeah, it, it, I love that the protocol has that um, so that we can really respect what is the priority for the client and um, still let Superconscious select from, uh, from our whole bag of tricks so that everything's available that could be helpful in that session. Do those techniques lead you to certain kinds of problems or certain kinds of issues that, I, I don't know, uh, do people come to you for certain things um, or are you, do you specialize at all or do you kind of have a kind of wide open practice? So far, I'm wide open. I, uh, I do have some topics I'm very interested in developing a specialty in, like um, working with autoimmune disorders. Um, I don't think we yet have a, a really, have just the right, most helpful paradigm for working with that. And I think it can be such a difficult challenge. So I, I would love to really develop a, a a specialty with that. And similarly, I think autism and obsessive compulsive disorder would respond really well to MAP. So I would like to develop my experience with that. I, I think I think it could just be so helpful. And that said, I love working every challenge that somebody has that they want to work on with me. I just, I'm so interested in each one. I don't seem to be able to specialize yet. But um, so, so far I work with just a whole range of, uh, you know, anybody carrying disempowering memories um, that can hold us back. So that that can show up as like as emotional challenges like depression or anxiety, anger, resentment, fear, that kind of thing. Um, so I have people working with those issues. I have people coming to me for, oh, one, uh, I have um, an artist, a beautiful artist who wanted more abundance in her life and wanted to make her living by her art. And uh, she actually has been able to do that. She, she just uh, got to the point where she can um, quit her job that she didn't like and focus on her art. Um, abundance has, has come into her life and very measurable ways so it was really rewarding on that the, the session when she came in and said I got everything I asked for this is amazing let's work on something new I have other things I want to I want to clear so I have people working with physical issues um, I came um, kind of from the other side of it not having any knowledge base or very little knowledge about anything more than just a rudimentary workings of, of the mind-body. Um, so I, I became interested in working with physical issues because my own physical issues um, changed. I, I wasn't even working on them. I, I wouldn't have thought that treating memories could be so helpful. But over the months of, of receiving MAP sessions, I my health completely changed. I, I, I am so empowered in my life with that. Um, and I thought, I want to know more about this. This is really fascinating. And, and then you and I met. And um, so I've yeah, been, been learning from you. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting journey. And I've been learning from working with clients um, what, what can happen. You know, we don't, not, we don't really know yet. This is a new technique. Um, and that specific question hasn't been studied scientifically yet in a large-scale study. So we don't. I tell people we don't know on physical issues, but we do know that disempowering memories will be treated. So we do know that you're going to feel better emotionally. So there is a, a payoff uh, no matter what happens with the physical issue. 
And let's see, you know, let's go into this with an open mind and let's see how physical issues can be affected. So I had um, one lady who had a really dramatic change. Um, she had debilitating neck issues and um, had for decades. So we started working with that and I made her a recording to do at home so she could work more intensively. So she was doing that every day, sometimes up to three times a day. And then we were doing weekly one-on-one sessions. I think it was about 12 sessions in after seeing really no change with the physical issue, but seeing a lot of change um, emotionally. And she, she was really in starting to you know, enjoy the process and, and feel really empowered with that. Um, she suddenly uncovered a, a memory of receiving a trauma to her neck that came with a lot of fear and feelings of powerlessness um, when she was a small child. The superconscious was able to clear that and clear any associated memories. That, um, so by clear, I mean it, take the, the pain off and, and rewire, like we talked about, rewire with more neutral feelings, um, more peaceful feelings. And um, she went into her physical therapist that week, and um, her physical therapist said, you have increased your range of motion by 60% um, in your neck. I can't explain this. I, I never would have thought that you could have achieved this in your lifetime with what you have going on. And then she went straight over to her chiropractor who said, you've held your adjustment. I, I think that was the first time she had ever held it for a week. Um, in, you know, years and years and years. So um, he said, I, I can't explain this. What are you doing? And <laughs> what are you doing differently? I love seeing what can happen with the physical. And it, it's, not, it's not guaranteed. We, we don't know enough about it yet to say that. But um, I loved your explanation of the mechanism for how that can benefit um, overall physical health to treat um, issues in the conscious and subconscious minds. So you said a, a lot there, and I just, yeah, I just want to see if we can go back a little bit. You talked about some of the health improvements that you experienced as you went through the MAP method training. So I just want to explain to everyone that um, it's a six-month training program, and during that time, a lot of the learning happens in practice rooms, and so we're all encouraged to be in practice rooms as many times a week as we can. And in those practice rooms, we are students giving other students map sessions. So you, you tra you're trading map sessions, basically. And this is how you learn. And I saw many incredible things happen in practice rooms. <laughs> yeah, you told the story about your artist who achieved the income or the, you know, the financial security that she needed so that she could proceed and, and pursue her work with, um, with art instead of whatever she was doing for her job before that. And I, I can remember one of the more memorable sessions that I, uh, that I gave where I was a practitioner and another student was the client. It was about money blocks, right? So she'd come to the session to work on money blocks. And this is not something that my practice is about now, right? So I, I was learning the technique because I wanted to use it for physical health. I had been training people in a basic method of neural retraining for allergies and sensitivities. This includes things like mold and EMFs chemicals, foods, all kinds of allergies and sensitivities, motion, uh, sunlight, driving. I mean, really, you can become sensitive to anything. And I had seen how 
well it worked and how quickly, but not for everyone. And so for the people that I was still missing with the, with the tools that I had, I wanted to, you know, get this advanced neural retraining certification. Anyway, so I was in this practice room and I was working on this other student and uh, she wanted to clear some money blocks. She said, you know, money for me, it always, I, I'm, it always comes, but always just in the nick of time. And I feel desperate. This pattern's been going on for me all of my life and I want to end this pattern. Like we said, MAP stands for make anything possible. So we <laughs> went to work on this issue and, you know, I'm just a student. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just, you just, uh, you do the session the way you, uh, in the same way that you would do a session for anything. And so we basically are muscle checking our way through a protocol. That means that we're using muscle, kind of a muscle testing technique, um, working our way through a protocol. And I did all the things I could think of uh, to give her instructions to help resolve different memories. And this was a two-hour session. It was a long session. Wow. But she said, she, at one point I said, okay, so, you know, what is the experience you would like to be having? So you're having this experience with money, right? What is it, How would you like to experience money? And she said, well... Um, I said, you know, maybe you want to think of it as like a river and you just have to stand in the river and, you know, receive the flow, you know? Mm -hmm. And Ooh, she was yeah. like, no, no, I was listening to some podcast yesterday and it was, uh, Ken Honda. And he was talking about how some people think of money as being like water, but others, a few people think of money as like air. So every time we take a breath, it is just there. And she said, I want it. I want it to be like air. And so we followed this line of thinking and suddenly she said, oh my gosh, my hiatal hernia is gone. Wow. <laughs> we were working on money blocks and I, frankly, I didn't even know what a hiatal hernia was, but she was like, oh my gosh, I can take a deep breath now. Like she said, for wow. years I've had this, this muscle tension, this kind of knot and I've had reflux and all this stuff. And suddenly that just, that last instruction just resolved it. And I can take a really deep breath now. And guess wow. what? The next day, the check came. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Um, these are like the incredible things. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying this happens all the time. Like this stands out for me because, uh, yeah. you know, of all the sessions that I did as a student, this incredibly big change occurred in front of my eyes. And, you know, she told me the next day I slept so well last night and I woke up in the middle wow. of the night and I thought... I can still breathe deeply. And she was just so, and she didn't have reflux, which usually happened to her when she was lying down. She was like, I can't explain this, but th it's gone. And she, and she, then she wrote to me weeks later and she said, and it's still gone, right? It wasn't just a fluke. Wow. It wasn't just a temporary thing. It was gone. So this is something very physical that most people would never think could be affected by like, let's work with your brain. But it flipped wow. like a switch. That's amazing. Oh, and how beautiful, too, that she had this innate sense already yeah. that she needed to think of abundance as, as you know, as, as air, air. and Like breathing, um, she said. And yeah. something was blocking blocking that for her. That That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the crazy things that can happen. These are rare, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. I will just say, you know, and... And certainly I also, the other thing I understand about MAP now is that every session is additive. So we, like mm -hmm. you said, when you told your client, well, I don't know if this will help your neck, but certainly we will be resolving trauma memories for you. Remember yes. trauma memories and also, you know, trauma memories you don't remember. Um, mm -hmm. And that will enhance your life, you know, from another, from a different angle, right? And and yes. I think that that 
that carries out, you know, every, every map session that you do is resolving some layers of trauma. And yes. I feel like in every session, we kind of peel back a layer. And then the next session, you peel back another layer. So remember that this person was also a map in, in the map certification program. She had had many map sessions. So even though we saw this incredible change in one session, it doesn't mean that it was due to just what happened in that session, right? She probably yes. had 20 sessions before that, which peel, you know, peel back this layer and this layer and this layer. And, and so in, just I just happened to be there in the session where she made this huge shift. And wow. it was building on everything that happened before. So sometimes I have people come in and they're like, they're expecting a miracle in one session and they don't have a miracle <laughs> and they don't have a miracle in the third or fourth or fifth. But then in the sixth session or the seventh session, something big shifts. And it is because, you know, we've been building up to this, right? Yes. And yes. yeah. And so it's like there's a pattern, there's a pattern. And maybe the first couple sessions, the pattern just gets weaker, right? It's still there, mm -hmm. but it's maybe like weaker. But, you know, you have a few more sessions and suddenly at some point, like, I think of it as like a brick wall, you know, it's like the, the mortar starts to, you know, it's like the little chunks yeah. are falling out, falling out, yeah. falling out. And you have a few more sessions. And at some point, the whole thing is so weakened that it, the pattern just falls apart. Boom. And then you have your big shift. So yes. patience is needed, but... Um, yeah, I, I do think that, that it can be like that sometimes. But anyway, yes. we were we were going to talk about your health journey and, and what you experience in terms of improvements throughout this process of training. Oh, yes, yeah, I would love to talk about that. And I did want to say what mm -hmm. just what you were saying about the additive nature and peeling back the layers. Um, it, that is, is so true. And um because of witnessing that and experiencing that in my own sessions that I receive, um, I really think of MAP as a wellness practice like yoga or meditation. It's such an important part for me of, of my growth process as a human, my healing process. So yeah, I, I just wanted to add that. And yeah, yeah my, own, my own health journey has, uh, wow, it has been uh, a lot with you. Um, I did your, um, let's see, well, I'll tell this in order. So first, yeah. uh, the first thing I noticed with MAP was about um, six sessions in. I have rheumatoid arthritis, and um, I manage it really well. I, I work, I really work hard and uh, manage it really well, um, but still, you know, experience some symptoms. Um, so I had the autoimmune illness, and then um, any as as you've taught me, any kind of immune dysregulation like that um, often comes with other kinds of immune dysregulation, like um, allergies and sensitivities. So I was experiencing severe sensitivities to kind of everything. I noticed six sessions in um, just this increase in my general well-being, and I, I said to my husband, "I think I may not have." autoimmune disease anymore. This feels really different. And um, it has just continued to improve. I, I see a big uptick in it. Um, sometimes I'll um, maybe not take care of myself as, as uh, meticulously uh, for a month. And, and I'll kind of, um, you know, I, I do need to maintain good self-care. But 
uh, I've become so empowered in my life, um, things I couldn't do before. And, and that's also where you come in. I did your neural, your client-directed neural retraining. Um, and that was just having that paradigm was very helpful to me. And then you did, I think you've done two MAP sessions for me that were on that specific topic of, of um, allergies and sensitivities. Mm-hmm. I haven't shared with you yet. Oh. I think we, uh, I haven't seen you, but um, I am able to do, I, I, I basically, um, if I left my house, I would get very sick for several days in the past. And um, since starting MAP, doing your training and, and doing the sessions with you, am able to drive in the car without being affected by the gas fumes. I, I'm not affected at all. Um, I just had a friend over to my house and she was wearing lots of perfume and um, I had no no effect, no after effects. Um, just I, I feel like I can do anything. I, I you know, my neighbor was spraying something in their yard and I, I got a lungful and um, I thought I can handle this. You know, that, that's, you know, my body's made to handle a small amount of, of uh, foreign things. And um, and I did. I, I, I had no no repercussions whatsoever of that. So I uh, yeah, so I, I've um, just I've noticed overall a decrease, a, a serious decrease in pain. Uh, just such empowerment with being able to go out of my house and and still feel good and um, and participate in life in, in new ways that I um, kind of avoided in the past because it was so challenging for my body. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So thank you. It's, it's yeah. been such a delightful journey with that, and I, I really do want to just make this available to as many people as we can because yeah. it is so powerful. It is so helpful. And I know you mentioned at one point um, about, I feel like you mentioned something about brain fog or the clarity in your thinking. Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, I had gotten, um, uh, let's see, I by learning other techniques before I encountered MAP, I had gotten myself out of a, a lot of this and was doing fairly well uh, using herbs and meditation and yoga. Um, but uh, let's see, a few years ago, my brain fog was so bad that um, even though I, I've always been an avid reader, um, I couldn't read a book. I, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. I'm going to make myself start crying. It was really challenging for me. Um, I couldn't read a, a paragraph and still remember what the paragraph was about. Um, my neighbor, my next door neighbor, who I had known for more than a year and um, visited with frequently came to my door and knocked on the door and um, I didn't recognize her. It was like I had never seen her wow. ever before. Wow. Um, yeah, I was like, what is this strange woman doing on my doorstep? Um, so I was having things like that. So it, it was it was extreme. And um, I managed to, you know, with a lot of hard work to make progress with that. And um, when I signed up for MAP, I was at the point where I could probably, I felt like I had about half my capacity, just my estimation, but I, I, that was what it felt like to me. I had about half my capacity um, for memory and focus back, and that was really good. I was like, okay, can I remember thinking, can I do this? You know, can I learn something new? I'm going to go for it. I know it's right. And so now I feel like I have, I, I think, full full capacity for me, whatever that may be. Um, I feel like I can use that 
that part of, of, of myself again, be in life in that way. And so you can read books now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have, I have a, a big list of books that you have inspired me oh, to yeah. read yeah. about the mind-body connection. Yeah, 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 so much. I mean, one book that you told me about was The Healing Dimensions by Brent oh, yes. Baum. And it is so powerful. It's so mm -hmm. insightful and so, I don't know, there's just an authenticity to him and his work. Yes. And you realize, and and it is not, it's a different modality than MAP he, that he practices. It's something he developed himself. He calls it something like holographic. Uh, do you remember what it's called? <laughs> I don't remember. It, it has a word, it's like holographic memory healing or something like this. Yes. And th that basically says what, what it is that he does. He, he actually has this kind of physical um, modality where he feels that he can find a, a trauma memory fragment where it is stored in the body somatically. And he has the ability to perceive it and to help the person release it. And it's kind of a process. But um, so different from MAP, um, which we do at a distance mm -hmm. and is more um, more about the superconscious, using the superconscious mind to to help find these uh, memories that need to be resolved and then and to, and to treat it in a kind of this painless way. But yeah. the ends are the same. And I just found it fascinating to, to, to read about his perception of trauma and this idea that, you know, he has this, he talks about how we are designed as human beings. This is a, this is a survival mechanism that we have where when you, you know, think back to childhood, you know, when you're faced with a situation that is beyond your capacity to react to, to respond to, that the mm -hmm. nervous system to protect you will freeze that scene at T minus one. So T being the, 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 the trauma, the height of the trauma incident, mm -hmm. you freeze it at some point prior to the peak. He calls that T minus one and it gets stored somewhere and he feels that it gets stored in the body somatically mm -hmm. and that it can be, um, it, it, it will lie there dormant until a point in time where you perceive safety, where you're safe and you have the resources to release this trauma, to, pro to finish the processing and release it. And mm -hmm. what he sees is that people have health effects, either mental health or physical health effects that arise out of, it's almost like the body's um, cleaning phase. I, the body perceives that it's time, you know, to, to deal with this yeah. trauma. And so he's, you know, he worked a lot with people with addictions and he felt that just like Gabor Mate talks about in his book, when the body says no, and his actually his mm -hmm. other book, which is specifically about addictions called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts talks about how all addictions are motivated by emotional pain. You know, there's some trauma mm -hmm. in that person's past and that the, that the addiction, the drug, the alcohol, the whatever it is, is being used as a way to relieve their pain. Yes. And when we can resolve the pain, then the need for that thing is no longer there. It's not, no longer necessary. So where was I going with this? So just, Brett, I, I just, I just loved the, you know, Brett Baum's, description of his work and how he understands the role of trauma and yes. and his perception that is stored in the body I you know is just 
really interesting when you say like, well, we haven't proved this. We haven't shown, you know, MAP was really developed to deal with more emotional and mental things. We haven't really shown mm-hmm. that, it, if, uh, that it can work directly on health. I think it actually works indirectly on health, but, but that it yeah. has effects on health. And I think actually um, through these stories, like, you know, Brett, Brent Baum's work and, you know, Gabor Matei, what he's experienced and what he's observed, mm-hmm. I think we, can, we are seeing that emotional pain, emotional trauma is definitely a player in most chronic illness, if not all, and addictions, uh, mental health issues. Certainly I see it in allergies and sensitivities. And I, th- I think autoimmune yes. disease is just a state of immune dysregulation that has gone on even longer. So like the early yeah. signs are like the allergies and the sensitivities and like the later signs are autoimmune conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is, it is wonderful to keep reading, um, people who um, are noticing the same things, like you said, in, in other paradigms, in their own paradigms. Um, it is uh, it is amazing how that all seems to be coming together in, in the healing community. You know, we, we all are noticing the same patterns and the same things happening and the same things that, that are helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just helps to kind of validate what what we're noticing in terms of the improvements that our clients are making. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, this, I'm not sure if this is relevant, but um, I, after reading um, the Brent Baum book, um, I uh, asked my chiropractor, because, you know, Brent Baum felt like um, these traumas were often encoded in what he called nerve plexes, you know, uh, yeah. highways that, where lots of nerves cross each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was typically, he said, um, in and along the neck and spine. And so when I was at my chiropractor one day, I said, do you notice this? You know, I told him that he felt emotional traumas were stored there. And he said, oh, yes, that explains it. He said, um, I frequently have people when, when I give them an adjustment, um, they will start sobbing and sobbing. And, and he says, oh, did I hurt you? You know, are you okay? And they're saying, no, I feel really good. I feel really good. It's just something that just is coming out. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, that's even just another little, um, bit of, of evidence that, um, our minds, our emotions and our bodies are, are so connected. Amy, maybe we can talk about the MAP method a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people ask, you know, what, you keep saying that it's gentle, it's powerful, and it's fast. What do we mean by that? And in what ways is it safe too? Because it's a little, it's a little daunting for someone that's new to this work to be like, okay, I'm going to come and see you and let you work with the inner workings of my mind. You know, I mean, it's, it's like handing over the car keys. And so that, that can, I think, feel very scary to people. Maybe you can just talk about that a little bit. Yes, I, I get questions on that too. And I, I, your car key analogy is, yes, that's exactly, that's what I felt like when I first got it. And I thought, how, how much, you know, how much control is this other person? Is, are they going to insert something into my mind? You know, what? how does this work? Yes, that map is so simple. I, I would say it's it's the safest, most gentle, most respectful modality I've encountered, I guess uh, it will tied, I don't guess, I, I, I believe it's tied with meditation for, for safety and respectfulness of the client's process. So it, it is basically, it is just your mind 
healing itself, just using its innate ability to let go of things that don't serve and to instill something that does serve. But it's, it's you healing you, just kind of giving your, yourself your own upgrade. Um, so the practitioner's job is simply to stay open and neutral and hold the space for you to heal and explore uh, within yourself. Our job is to just support your process by communicating with the superconscious and just asking what's the next priority for this person at this time and just kind of following along with what your mind says is the priority. Even if you got a practitioner, say they weren't fully trained yet and um, maybe they had, um, with the best of intentions, maybe they had kind of a value structure in their own mind and they thought, well, this should be treated next. So this person, say, should work on their anger next. And if that's not a priority for you and the practitioner gave a command um, to work on the anger or to, to work on anything that is um, not a priority for you at that time, it simply won't follow those instructions that they would just have no effect except to waste a little bit of the time of the session. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no effect on on your mind. So it really, it is just you healing you. I like the way you explain that. And that, that's, that sometimes is a little harder for people to grasp that you're healing you. And I try to explain that by saying, you know, your super conscious mind has been aware of everything that has ever happened to you. So people, you know, when we talk about memories, people think, oh yeah, memories, you know, like I remember my seventh birthday, but I don't remember my eighth birthday, or I remember my third grade teacher, but I can't remember my fifth grade teacher, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are conscious memories, right? What we're talking about is the totality of memories. So everything that's happened to you since conception has been encoded as a memory. Every, Mm -hmm. everything you've ever experienced, seen, tasted, held, heard, done is all encoded as a memory somewhere so you have vast stores of memories and the superconscious is aware of all of these both the ones that are consciously held that you can access with your thinking mind and the Mm -hmm. ones that are no longer you know not available to you in your unconscious mind so the superconscious is aware of everything that's happened and it's it already knows all the connections so people wonder, like, well, if I could, if my superconscious mind could have healed me, why hasn't it done so? Yeah. So we have to kind of explain that the superconscious mind is there and it's all knowing. It observes everything, but it doesn't feel pain. It doesn't feel emotional pain mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel physical pain. It's like just an observer. And mm-hmm. it doesn't intervene normally because you are surviving. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really its only goal. It's like, well, she's surviving, so there's no, no need to intervene. So what we do with the MAP method is we create a rapport with your superconscious mind. I think that's why the approach is so respectful, so gentle, mm-hmm. because we have to maintain a good relationship with the superconscious mind because we, are not, we cannot do anything to you as the client. The practitioner yes. is there to notice, to mm-hmm. see the patterns, mm-hmm. to understand your goal and understand the um, emotions that are behind your experience. 
and then to guide the client's superconscious mind through a set of instructions. So it's kind of an iterative process. We give an instruction, there's a processing period. We get some mm -hmm. feedback from the client, like, did anything come up for you? Any memories, any body sensations, any images, any thoughts? So that's how the whole session goes. It's kind of like instruction, processing time, where the brain rewires, and then a little feedback from the client. Yes. The practitioner is valuable because they understand how to utilize this rapport with the superconscious mind in order to get the, to facilitate the best result for you. Yes. And, you know, to to yeah, to to offer these instructions to the superconscious mind. Now, like you said, the superconscious mind's not going to take any instruction. It has to be in your best interest. It has mm -hmm. to be congruent with the subject that you have brought to the session. So we decide on a subject and a goal. And mm -hmm. if it is, if it isn't, then it's just nothing happening. It's just like when you, you know, <laughs> on, you know, computers, when they used to have a green screen and there was like that C prompt and you type something in there and, the, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and you did, you forgot the colon or whatever. It's like that, like nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> so, um, and we can sense that as practitioners, we, we can sense, yes. is, is there rewiring mm -hmm. happening? Yes. Is there, is the, per did the person get stuck or does a person need help or, do you know does something else have to happen here yes. and so that's also our role is to monitor through the whole thing just we're kind of there holding your hand we're kind of yeah. okay super conscious this is what needs to happen now and the super conscious goes to work and then the, like there's a pause and we were like well okay super conscious what happened do you need some help you know is there something is there a block here that needs to be resolved and you know oftentimes there is and so yes. we are trained to know what to do to resolve the block and then the you know the instruction can proceed the rewiring yes. can proceed so that yeah so yeah i just wanted to kind of finish sketching that out that it, that's why we say it's so safe you will not experience rewiring that's against your goals you will not yes yeah you will not have um, any rewiring that's done that's against your 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 values your goals your highest good so um, in that way it's, you know, very, very safe, and it's very, very gentle, but it's also very, very powerful, and so those things, it's yes. this kind of this dichotomy. It's very interesting. You don't often get something that's extremely gentle, but extremely powerful. Yes, I remember thinking in my first uh, session, after the intro session, you know, my first full session, I remember, you know, the, as the client, our job is to just relax and be present with what we're experiencing and um, just give feedback about what's present for us uh, from time to time when, in between processing. So I, I was all relaxed and then I would, I would feel the emotion that was coming up for, for healing. I'd feel it briefly and my practitioner would say the instruction. It just was, it is such an indescribable feeling to feel the distress, the pressure, the tension, whatever it is, dissolving away. We rate things on a scale from zero to 10 um, in terms of the intensity of what we're feeling. And I, you can just watch your numbers drop, drop, drop. It, it, it really has to be experienced to, to, um, to know how, how gentle and how relaxing that process is and still with such huge results. Yeah, so most of our clients, um, well, all our clients, we, we start by grounding 
the client, right? So just having some nice, relaxed breaths and just feeling present in your body and just really being relaxed, calm, and and breathing nice, you know, deeply and gently. Uh, There's no trance involved, right? This is not hypnosis. The client is aware of everything that's happening and can pipe up and, you know, speak at any point. It's pretty much an eyes closed process, this rewiring process. And also, mm-hmm. you you know, you have to be really relaxed. Like if, if you're on edge or I had one client that wanted to do her session from, from inside a sauna. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I don't know if this is going to work because at some point she's going to get pretty <laughs> hot and it's going to, you know, that's going to be not the nice, relaxed kind of condition that we want her to be in for this to, to work <laughs> well. So I wasn't really sure about that. But I, I don't think I would recommend that for anyone. So just take note. No, no sessions from the sauna anymore. Okay. But, um, oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very relaxing process. And people, you know, once it gets started, I, mean, I, I know myself when I'm the client, my eyelids feel really heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And after an instruction, the, the practitioner is asking me, so, you know, did anything come up for you? And I, I'm just like, I, I, it takes me a little bit to even respond yeah. because I'm just so relaxed. It's almost like being asleep, but you're not asleep. It, I, but I do think you're in those deeper brain waves, like the, I don't know, alpha, theta. Yes, I, I think so. Brain too. waves that are, well, I mean, I, I experience the, the, um, the rewiring as kind of rapid eye movement, which is, you know, what you have when you're deeply sleeping. So, mm-hmm. There's something about it that really, really, really relaxing. And I think most people are quite surprised. Yeah. 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 It it feels really good. And I think um, an aspect of it that is kind of a, a peripheral benefit of it that we don't usually um, think about is that for that whole time you've been in session, you have been witnessed with love by your practitioner and there's something so deeply deeply healing about that about being safe in an interrelationship um, because I think a lot of our wounding does happen in relationships you know uh, in relationship with others so I, I think that's an, an extra peripheral bonus that comes from the sessions and part of why it feels so good yeah I agree with that yeah I do feel as a practitioner and and one without any therapeutic, you know, any psychotherapy training, I will say, I feel very honored and very privileged to to work with people who are profoundly traumatized. I mean, I have clients that come in that have been raised in cults, you know, their close family members have been murdered. They've uh, suffered terrible abuse um, as children. I mean... People whose spouses have committed suicide, you know, sons have died of overdoses just in, you know, recent months. And I see every kind of pain and it's really, um, I feel that I do feel that it is part of my role to, to witness that, as you said, um, with, you know, loving care, with compassion and to just receive all this, I mean, I've had people tell me secret, you know, traumas that they've never told anyone about. And so you're, and they don't have to, right? They don't have to. That's the other thing about it. It's very private. You don't have to say what you're working on at all. You don't yes. have to disclose it if you don't want to. But um, 
you know, as you yes. get to, as you work with clients and they get to know you and you develop this relationship where they feel safe telling you something they've never told another human being. And, um, yes. I do feel like that is my, it's my role to, to, um, be there for them to, to receive this and, um, yes. and to reflect back to them that, you know, that they are okay. They are okay. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to think of where we wanted to go next. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's really wonderful just having this little chat with you because <laughs> yeah. I do feel like there's, there are many things about this that are, as you said, indescribable. And yes. I feel like it's also partly our role to help disseminate some information about this really, really gentle, really powerful, really painless way of overcoming trauma, whether you're aware of the traumas or not, and yes. really being able to resolve, to be able to reclaim your health, your mental health, your physical health um, by through, through this new modality, which is really relatively unknown at this point. So we really want to take out all the question marks, you know, so that people feel safe about you know, engaging in an introductory session and just seeing what this is all about because it's really like nothing you've ever experienced before. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there's one question that I get sometimes with people that are new to to MAP. You know, they're having maybe their first session. You know, they've taken the plunge. They're not really sure how I'm getting information about what's going on. Many of them are kind of like shocked, like, how did you know? You know, how did you know yes. that I was yeah. having that thought? How did you know? And and then they and then sometimes they even say things to me like, "Well, I'm sure you saw that happening in my mind." And I, I, it, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not in your mind. <laughs> yeah, how do you explain that, Amy? <laughs> so yeah, I'll start out answering that by saying um, that our superconscious minds are connected. And um, we all are, you and I are right now, you know, we're exchanging just vast, vast, incomprehensible amounts of information between us um, all the time with everyone we interact with. So our superconsciouses are connected, and it's in a way that our conscious minds simply can't hold that amount of information. So we use muscle checking, which is just... Um, testing our own muscles, using ourselves as a as a, a an instrument that is very sensitive that can pick up a yes or no answer from superconscious. And the way that works is um, the practitioner must stay to get accurate responses. The practitioner must be um, just very relaxed and neutral and almost forget about the hand we're using to to check. Yeah, we're just using our own body as a um, as a, a very sensitive instrument that can pick up on what your superconscious is saying. Yeah, so, and so all we're getting are really just yeses and nos to the questions that we are asking the clients. Yes. It's possible that, I mean, people come to the MAP method from all kinds of backgrounds, and it's possible that there are some practitioners, like some of the, some of the training that you've had before MAP um, would predispose you to having, to receiving more um, 
more information than just the muscle checking would provide. But um, mm-hmm. what, we, what we're taught in the MAP method, what's part of the certification program is just the muscle checking that you described. And so we, it is not a normal part of MAP to see into anyone's mind, not necessary, and it's not something, it's not a skill that we have. Well, thank you, Amy. It has been wonderful having you. Please yes. tell us again how we can get in touch with you if we're interested in working with you. Oh, certainly. And I, I did want to thank you too, Madeline. This was delightful. Thank you so much for inviting me and, and talking with me. I learned a lot in this session. And I hope, um, I hope our conversation is helpful for people um, new to the process or, or considering MAP. Yes, you can reach me on my website, which is my name, amysoul.com. It's amysoul, S-O-U-L-E is my last name, dot com. Perfect. Perfect. And Amy, thank you. um, Amy's in Texas in case anyone is interested in working with someone that's more local to them. There really aren't that many practitioners in the U.S., you know, so it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to both have you as a colleague and also someone in the same time zone. So (laughs) yes, that is nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I can refer people to you if they, you know, my focus or my specialties don't match up with what they want to work on. And likewise, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. So thanks again for taking the time to talk with me today. I think this has been a really good conversation, and I think people will really learn a lot. So thank, thank you so much. For, it. Yeah. it was my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Madeline. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again, and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes. Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2020 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benz.